Camp Bulletin. If you'd like more from Camp, we'll now be posting bonus episodes on Patreon. And if you'd like to represent Camp, I've created some fantastic designs for t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, bunch of stuff, all available now on TeePublic. There's kick-ass Hocus Pocus merch, super classic stuff that looks like it came from a real camp store. My personal favorites are a 90s-style marathon t-shirt I made for a Halloween fun run at camp, like something your mom would work out in, and the 80s-style Desert of Maine design of my dreams I had to make real. I'll continue to add designs for different seasons and show references, so check back often. If you have a ghost story you'd like to share, please email us at letterstocamp at gmail.com. And finally, if you have a minute, throw a rating and a review our way. Alright campers, head to the campfire. It's time for the show. Hi, guys! Hi! You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. Mm -hmm. Last night, I watched The Creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. I loved it. (gasps) Was it camp? It was surprisingly hot. (laughs) Now, I I know that that's why the... The way that I judge every single horror movie we talk about, and I guess As that's just my, my meter, but it was literally like six men okay, and one woman, and that woman happened to look to have like similar facial features to me, so I was like, this girl is like, she's she seems she's really, really good. Like, am I crazy or is she like really beautiful? Um And then all the men were hot in their own ways. And there were so many shots of them swimming. And if you've ever watched footage of someone swimming in tiny pants, it's just really nice. And there were a lot of really beautiful men. (laughs) And the man who played the creature, there's also a lot of swimming shots of him. And not to be fully shape of water, but I (gasps) looked up the actor who plays the creature and he was also extremely hot at the time of filming. So it's just like a really great film. (laughs) Good. So yeah, I really really had a good time with it. Did you see Shape of Water? No, I did not see. I don't really like uh, Hiermo del Toro. Mm. It was far too horny. It was far too horny? Yeah. I mean, there were parts where I was like, this is horny enough, but sometimes it was a little much. It's a little over the edge. That's actually my issue with Guillermo del Toro. It's always like, and he went right over the line of what I was comfortable <laughs> yeah. with. It was always like, and that is too much gore, oh my god. Or, and that is too horny. Like, you, he always just like, he's just as a maximalist a in, a, in a way that I can... Not ever fully get behind. But yeah, I do recommend The Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's like 1953 or 54. Um, Where'd you watch it? The the Criterion Collection is for October doing a collection of universal horror films. So Dracula and... The Mummy, and I think Frankenstein, and some lesser known ones like The Black Cat and and The Invisible Man are on there. They're all black and white. And and so if you have a Criterion subscription, which I also really highly recommend, it's all curated for you in one beautiful... Lovely. So what, what are you gonna... What's this episode gonna be about? I... 
kind of want to do a fun thing where I'm going to set us up on a little road trip. And I'm going to start in Wisconsin. And I'm just going to go around the map, take us to our destination, and find some spooky stories and places on the map as I go. Oh my gosh, fun! Right? So we're starting in Wisconsin. We're just doing Wisconsin today. That's a natural starting place. You're in Dallas. I'm in Austin. <laughs> right in the middle, baby. The right in the middle is Wisconsin. <laughs> Have you heard of the book or movie Wisconsin Death Trip? No. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is not an obscure Amazon Prime movie. <laughs> Believe it or not. So there was this book in the 70s called Wisconsin Death Trip. And apparently this man was a big photographer way back in, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s. And when he died, he left, like, 30,000 photos. And they took 200 of those and put it in this movie and in this book. Okay. And it's, it focuses solely on this town, Black River Falls in Wisconsin, between the years 1890 and 1900. Uh-huh. So if you want to watch the movie... It's a very strange vibe. It's all black and white, unless they're showing modern day footage, which is 1999, and that's in color. And that's a trip. The The 1999 locals in Wisconsin are just a hoot and a half. So it's, <laughs> it's a lot of footage that's been recreated. It's a lot of true images. It's a lot of beautiful music and just taken in what's going on. So the whole premise of this is... They took this man's photos and they took real news articles from this time and they're piecing together the story of what's wrong with this town. There's just so much awfulness going on. A lot of despair, a lot of death, a lot of murder. It's just awful. Sounds like Derry, Maine. It does. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of just walk through a real spooky town. So this is this is real. This is all this real. This is a real photographer. Mm-hmm. Who, like, documented this weird, spooky town? Yeah, so there'll be news articles of, like, parents losing a child. And they show the photo from the funeral. And you see the parents in late 1800s funeral garb. And the cho- there's a lot of shots of children in their, uh... What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's wild. And the way that it's set up is by season. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through kind of chronologically. So we're going to hop back and forth with people. Mm -hmm. And in between, I'm going to give you some real article quotes. And the the language is very entertaining, the way that they very, very just nonchalantly talk about murder and death. So. Well, it is Wisconsin. So I'm going to start it off with some quotes. Um, Trouble with children and much disease. Mines closing and bank collapsing. Some Germans and Norwegians go mad. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get into those stories. So there was a horrible winter. This town used to be super prosperous. There was a lot of healthy farmland. It was a heavy mining town. They even had a railroad. Like it was a great place to move to. Then a really bad winter hit. It was like two feet of snow. Poverty struck. Everyone was going hungry. Single men were leaving town. Adult men were said to have been crying because they couldn't feed their families. This town was going down. It must have been more than just a two-foot snowstorm, because I feel like that's just like a Tuesday in the Midwest. Right? This, I think this was just from that one article 
when they were talking about that day. There was apparently a, de- a and it was documented, but not as discussed a depression in this time. Yeah, you're right. There was. I think it was so like 1887 is... or something. There was mm-hmm. a panic. So they're in the height of this panic. And this, it's a lot of different news articles. So we're going to go from different people back and forth a lot. So they're talking about a 35-year-old man had to be pried away by four adult men because he was laying on the railroad tracks wanting to be hit by a train. Oh my god. Unemployed German, fresh to the USA like a month before. Oh. They. This is a lot of what we're going to hear is just how miserable it is in this town. Um, and they admitted him to the local asylum, which you're also going to hear a lot of. A lot of people were just pushed to the asylum. It's not a fun place to be. Uh, a man, Chris, an ex-miner, decided to kill himself by dynamiting his head off. <laughs> what a uh, miner. The, and there was there was a one-week-old infant that had been wrapped up, put in a shoebox, and left with a note at the American Methodist Church. The note was signed by the baby's mother, just saying they couldn't take care of it, and they hope that someone else will. Damn. Uh, so there's a couple reoccurring characters... My favorite is Mary Sweeney. She's the window breaker. Mm-hmm. No one knows why, but all she does is go to different towns, different places, and just smashes the hell out of all the windows. Hmm. I okay. think she's kind of a revolutionary, and I'm here for her. I don't need to I don't need her explanation of why she's doing this. They kept catching her and they kept sending her to the asylum. They kept jailing her. She was famous in Wisconsin, and she just kept escaping and going on (laughs) rampages of breaking windows. Damn. So she comes up in the news a lot. We've got this woman, Emma Splitzhazer. She was shot and killed by her nine-year-old brother. This town has one of the largest, I would say, amount of children murderers. (laughs) It's unheard of. Wait, but shot, though, wouldn't that be counted as, like, probably, like, an unintentional gun death? Oh, no, it, it was fully intentional. It was, like, a premeditated Point blank, murder. Point premeditated murder. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This was, like, no. no She's gotta was... die. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> a woman put her eight-year-old child on a train. She pinned a note to his shirt saying his name was Frank Hoffman, and she sent him off to his destination. Nobody claimed him when he reached his destination. They realized he had been abandoned, and the mother was never heard of again. Damn, Frank! Yeah. Um, the wife of local Fritz Hambruster was found dead, naked and frozen, by the roadside. People claimed she was demented due to the loss of her child, wandered off, and died. And there's a lot of speculation when people commit suicides in these newspaper articles of them just being crazy women. Yeah. Well, you do have to take it into account. You do. There's also a lot of murderous babies. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. So, unfortunately, an epidemic hit. It was diphtheria. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is spread either by saliva or it's airborne. Symptoms include sore throats, fever, swollen lymph nodes. Uh, it coats the back of the throat, making it hard to breathe. So a lot of children did pass away of this disease in their time. Mm-hmm. Um, the schools were closed. A lot of houses burned down. A lot of a lot of children died. I think some people burned the bodies thinking it would get rid of the virus. Very plague style. Did it? No. <laughs> uh, one of the children who died, Laura May, she died at age two. Her nickname was Birdie. She was well-loved. And there was a beautiful quote in the article. Another bud has burst out earth and blooms in heaven. Oh, Which is, like, cute, but, like, aww. <laughs> Oh no, Very that's morbid. terrible. <laughs> What's this place called? Black River Falls? Mm-hmm. And all of these events I'm telling you about are in a town of less than 3,500 people. Damn. In a span of 10 years, with the population ever dimming, with the deaths and the people leaving town, there's not new people coming in. Oh my god. It's insane. Um, And there's a lot of pictures of open casket services for children Mm -hmm. where they were in the white satin they're surrounded by flowers some of them are like in a larger casket so siblings can be together (laughs) it's absolutely devastating and the reason it was photographed so heavily is because people wanted physical evidence that they had a child since it's you know that time there's not much that they can have they did have a note in the newspapers of this time of them developing the antitoxins that seemed to be helping. So mm-hmm. at least it seems like a cure was on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're moving on to a different season. We've got some more quotes. Trouble with the young people. Drug taking, arson, and lovelorn suicides. Damn. Curious superstitions amongst the Norwegians. Mm-hmm. And terrible murder leads to a manhunt. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit. We've got John Anderson, who's one of our recurring characters. He's a 13 year old boy. He wanted to run away from home. He brought his 10 year old brother with him. They stole their father's rifle. They went to a man's farm. His name was Marcus Humfeld. When he what, what's his name? Marcus Humfeld. Marcus. A, yeah, Marcus Humfeld. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, once the man got out of his house to talk to the boys, they shot him in the heart and in the head. Yeah. (laughs) There are... I've heard more about murderous children in the past Mm -hmm. five minutes Mm -hmm. than I have in many years. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm also trying to make it not as gory as the articles actually made it. Right, of course. So there's there's some more grossness, but they decided... (laughs) Or the older brother decided, outlaw style, they were going to live in the house for the season and then move on and do it again. But a week Damn! later, mm-hmm, but a week later, Marcus's brother visited the house, saw the younger boy first, and was able to get the truth out of him. While they were talking, John noticed and he was able to escape. And the sheriff and a party of citizens, I guess. Pursued him by horse. Oh my god. So there's going to be a a manhunt we'll get back to later. What is happening to America when children 
Wholesome Young Children in 1990-something, 1890-something. Mm-hmm. It's these Wild West shows. It's these comics. It's these layabout uh-huh. children. They used to have jobs. <laughs> and now they're shooting, hardworking. They don't even have to work in factories anymore. Wait, I, I think they do. In 1890s, I think they did. Yeah. But obviously, if he had been in a factory, he wouldn't be shooting his neighbors. <laughs> so what's it all coming to? So the Norwegian superstition thing. Yeah. Apparently, when looking for a drowned body, Norwegians were said to row in their boat with a rooster, and they would just row around the body of water until the rooster crowed, and that's where they know that they found the body. And they felt that was important enough to include in their newspaper. Local wacky Norwegians (laughs) bring rooster on the boat! I mean, I feel like everyone in there was a wacky Norwegian. Right. But I guess there were some... It was normal. There were some stiff Germans out there who didn't hold with such nonsense. If they're writing about you in the news for being a little wacky, that's better than your kid killing. That's true, but they are searching for a drowning victim. <laughs> that's true. Um, so apparently everyone's just got a dead body they're looking for. Honestly, it sounds like it. Uh, You're we've... either related to someone who just died, or you're related to someone who killed someone. I mean, 3,500 people. That's like one <sighs> and a half high gone schools. Sour. Yeah. Len's gone very sour. Or just like one really big high school yeah. with a, a lot of football Texas players high that school. Go, go on to be in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> this book actually was what inspired Stephen King to write his short story, 1922. Yeah. Which is one of the most unsettling movies I've seen of his. It's on Netflix. It's like fairly new. A couple of years ago it came out. It's really good. I recommend if Is it about time it. travel? It's a family in the early 1900s and spoiler alerts, fast forward a little bit if you want to hear. The mother dies. I won't say how and the body is still on the property and it's about like the property and like these rats kind of telltale harding the murderer it's not about time travel at all <laughs> so here's a story about a drown drowning victim we've got a young girl who supposedly committed suicide in the lake they found a bundle by the water with a folded up young girl's dress about like a 15 year old girl's dress with a note that said, my mother and father abused me and kept me working hard, so I found it best to end my life. Here's my dress. Goodbye, all. Damn. And that's, they show the funeral pictures with her parents, and they look oh. like such severe, heartless people. Holy shit. It's, yeah, and there's a lot of inclusions of local pastors and reverends trying to reach out to the children to mm-hmm. get them to stop killing themselves and others. As the good book says, throw one stone to thy father and to thine own self be true. <laughs> now, little Elizabeth, no more stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that not being effective. We've got a little update on Mary Sweeney, our window breaker. She's, she's on the run again. Mm. Uh, but they, someone was able to interview her, and she said she doesn't know why she likes to smash windows, but she does use cocaine liberally to quiet her nerves. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like anxious sometimes, but like, I don't know. I just like feel like there's something good about smashing it sometimes. I just feel like, feel like I'll have like higher energy than I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> What the fuck, Mary? They literally interview her while she's jogging. It's like, maybe take a down on the cocaine. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mary. (laughs) So we've got a lot of cases they talk about. Lena Watson is no exception. They described her as sadly demented. They put her in asylum. They said it was a case of jilted love. Just a lot of woman that they claim can't handle a breakup and quite possibly you know people you don't know how people are gonna react to things a lot of people being thrown into the asylum we're back with john anderson our child murderer on the run <laughs> child murderer on the run go on they caught him they had to hunt him down for several days he's a very smart little child he ended up shooting one member of the party before he was caught uh, they described him as an uneducated German boy. Mm-hmm. They gave him life of prison and everyone talked about how he looked like he had no fear and he didn't understand the enormity of what was happening. I mean, he's like 14, so. Damn. Yeah, I've, I've met boys like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His father refused to show in court. He wrote saying, I don't care what happens to the boy. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eat shit, John. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> We've got a note of a suicide by a man, Adam Miller. He shot himself in the head. Uh, he had left behind a lot of letters for a woman with whom he was madly in love with. They didn't mention any letters back. So I think it was a not mutual experience that's why he did it we've got another legend quite like mary um a 15 year old polish girl who burned her farmer's boss's barn and house the next day she came back and set fire to the house twice she was suspected of having done this twice before to at least one house and two other barns all of which are fully destroyed wow she yeah she sounds like she'll really fit in Mm -hmm. in uh Black River Falls. Yeah, they'll love her. All these immigrants are finding, like, the most fucked up town in which to be Mm -hmm. the most fucked up version of themselves. Yeah. Good for them. (laughs) She said she sets fires because she's lonesome and homesick. (laughs) And I also liberally treat my nerves with cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) But it's mostly the homesickness. I just miss Krakow. (laughs) We've got a story of Lena Watson who hung herself in the local asylum. Presume they presumed it was because of a love affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up this asylum, and it has a very bad history of just not legally meeting standards. A lot of illicit love affairs between female workers and people who are seeking treatment. Mm-hmm. Even in like as as soon as like 2010, this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. And there was one a man named Ed, who's a very 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 famous serial killer that I had not heard of, who stayed in this asylum. He was very gory and was said to inspire a lot of modern day horror films. He like 
cut people apart and wore them. Ed Gein? Yes. He stayed in this asylum at one point. What? Mm-hmm. What the <laughs> fuck is this vortex? I'm saying of it's like town. the Shining Hotel, but one town. Oh my god. It's amazing when you discover a place like this. I had to share it with you guys. I cannot be alone in this, this knowledge. And it's not over. They mention, and I believe they bring it up later, a couple, a runaway couple from Illinois in really good spirits. Frank, who's 18, and Gusty, who's 16, they asked a local judge to marry them, and he did. And I think in a different season we'll get into what happens with them. They cut into some modern day footage, the late 90s, where they're talking about horrible things that are happening, a lot of juveniles setting fire to houses, a knife with a big pool of human blood was found at the steps of the local Catholic church. Uh. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) A local cop talked very nonchalantly about finding a bag on the side of the road that had a human head in it. Well, you know, day like any other, mostly. Got a coffee. They ran out of whitener for the coffee, so, you know. And I pulled up over here by the post office, found what looked like a human head there in a bag. And then later on, I'll go to Betty's for dinner. That was honestly what his interview was like. (laughs) So, the season has changed. We've got a new set of headlines. Trouble with courting couples. Drunkenness and vexations over religious matters. Mm. Mary Sweeney tours Wisconsin, which (laughs) they talk about her tour a lot. And I don't quite know what they mean because it was not a supervised tour. I think it was just her escapades. Yeah, it was her tour. It was her personal tour. Mm -hmm. And the last quote is witches, devils, and murders. Oh my God, I love it. I think I'm most excited for a religious strife. Mm, (laughs) Give it to me. (laughs) Um, We've got... And Cameron, her father, or the father, came home to see the baby, Anne Cameron. He was drunk. He shot the baby in the head and then was strangling his wife. The neighbors actually caught it in time and saved her life. They caught it and stopped him, which I feel like is miraculous. And so began the Women's Christian Temperance association Mm -hmm. um their first topic to discuss was why do men get intoxicated Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of women in religious settings seeing a lot of men who are getting drunk and doing a lot of harm to people yeah the early temperance movement they really had you know they had some good points prohibition was a fucking mess but Mm -hmm. temperance folks they were mostly like Men are spending all their wages on alcohol and are acting like assholes and mm-hmm. are being brutal and abusive to their families. And alcohol is the problem. Yeah, I'm here for it. A lot uh, of temperance. A oh. lot of temperance people in Maine. Maine was ah. like a, a big temperance. You know, interesting. If you can imagine the people of Maine being harsh and withholding, I know it's a stretch, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is <laughs> that's there are tons of temperance people up there. Interesting. Well, a local doctor, I feel like, tried to kind of defend drunk men and tried to scientifically talk about bees getting drunk. Uh-huh. It's like, it's natural. Animals do it. Bees get drunk. I saw a bee. It was drunk. <laughs> it flew into my lab. It couldn't even stand. 
It strangled my wife half to death. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to stop men from drinking, what's next? Killing all bees? Because it's a slippery slope, people. We're continuing on with the religiousness, but we're getting a little violent. Uh Um, With an open Bible in one hand and a dagger in the other. Oh my god, yes. Local John Isaacson held three officers and 25 citizens, which is a lot of their population, (laughs) hostage at a missionary meeting. Uh He was crazed with religious excitement, saying that God had sent him to kill the devil, Uh and they took him away to an asylum. We've got Mary Sweeney, again. Also, she was a school teacher. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mary... She claims on her last tour, I don't know who's interviewing her and not, like, ratting her out to the cops, but I'm here for it. Um, She claims that she broke $50,000 worth of glass on her last tour. And we're looking to double that record on my next. (laughs) And with your support, we're going to do it, folks. It's thanks to viewers like you. So, we're back to John Isaacson. How could we forget Bible in one hand, dagger in the other? Right. Kill the devil. Kill the devil. He is... On the train, on the way to the asylum, he tries to escape by jumping off, claiming he thought he was being taken to hell, which, I mean, that asylum kind of sounds like it. He survived and made it to the asylum. Uh, Admitted 1897 to the asylum, German farmer, starved and harmed hundreds of dollars worth of cattle, claiming witches were the cause. He sees them every day, even in the asylum. Oh, wow. Is there something in the water in this town? Is the Black River... Truly black and evil? Is it like the Black Lagoon? Ooh! Um, Is there something dark and spooky happening? That's so fucking crazy. (sighs) We're not even done. I have a few more pages of instances. And this is just one stop on our road trip? I gotta keep you on your toes. You don't know where you're gonna go next. Probably a state bordering Wisconsin. (laughs) If I knew what any of those were, I, I so I'm, yeah, I'm still very, maybe, much, very I think. much in the in the dark. You know what? Let me let me get a small cup of milk since <laughs> since, since we're staying in Wisconsin. I'll be right back. All right, I'm all set. Okay, we've got local Gus Seewald who visited a woman to ask for her hand in marriage. When she said no. He shot her point blank three times and then <laughs> shot himself in the <laughs> and then shot himself in the head and lived. lot in this town the amount of like jilted lovers and the Mm -hmm. amount of like completely emotionally dysregulated people yes just like individuals that are like i can't accept this feeling and then just like do something terrible it's it's scary how why this is this is a world without like Like any kind of therapy, this is this is a world it's where Alaska. no one is is hanging out with anyone and yeah. do, saying nice things. This no. I don't know what. There's no kindness. There's We've... no game nights. I don't know what's going on. This sucks. But we do have a woman who uh, believed she was Jesus. Okay, we'll see. and I think gave herself 
marks on her hands that resembled stigmata and not stigmata was sent to the asylum no uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's another case in 99 of people being sent to the asylum because they believed witches were there but you know witches are kind of a excuse for when there's as much cattle and dairy farming as as there is in wisconsin uh the idea of like like literally the same issues people were having in the 1690s being like my cow's milk's gone sour mm. she mm-hmm. witched it is like still coming up like, it's in, like there's like, no other explanation it's a witch yes when people were getting their hair permed People were like, she witched my cow in Wisconsin. This is so, oh, makes me really want to go. I'm saying maybe we'll do the road trip for real one day. Um, We've got, that'd be, that'd be pretty sick. We've got John Wasson. He's, uh, his, he's a farmer. His wife, in a fit of insanity, brought her three kids to the water. Uh. She drowned them. He found her on the shore with one of the children in the sand. The others were said to be presumed in the lake. I don't know if they went to find the bodies. She said the devil pursued her. Well, I think he caught up. I think he, I think he got there. Because her children are dead. All right, another season. <laughs> Marital mm. strife leads to much shooting. Obviously. The tribulations of middle age... <laughs> Hard times afflict the town and nation, and a famous <laughs> opera singer mysteriously arrives to the station. Oh my and god! And she's going to be one of our recurring characters. Um, so, so basically, the world you're setting us in right now is it's like it's 1890. We've all got like tiny circular glasses on, and our hair is parted in the middle, mm-hmm. or it's poofed up pretty big up top, mm-hmm. and we're just sitting. At our, like, train station or our desk or out in the park by a gazebo reading the newspaper and you've, like, cut out and put together all of the most fucked up pieces of news in this little town. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love it. Here for it. <laughs> There's just, like, a barbershop quartet going in the back corner oh, in the gazebo with our striped little suits. I love it. I might get it's an so ice cute. cream after mm. this. So this opera singer's name is Pauline Lamond. And they address her with a lot of speculation, the way that they word the articles. It's almost like they don't believe she is who she says. Okay. <laughs> they don't believe she's her. And they never go into it and disprove it. I don't know why they so openly doubt her. Well, she is an out-of-towner. She's an out-of-towner. She shows up to the station dressed in full opera costume. <laughs> <laughs> so she had spent the last of her money since her career was going downhill to live in this town. She was told that she would be on a mountainside resort. And once she got to her plot of land, she was too proud to show disappointment in the property and in the town. So she kind of set up her own local opera performances to get some money, bring some culture into the town, get some patrons. Uh, they noted that she sang very well, but her fake teeth rattled so loudly when she sang that it was hard to listen to her. No. <laughs> and she wore the costume when she arrived to town because that's the only set of clothes she had. No. Oh, God. That could have been me. 
That would have been me. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> they say that she spoke of sinners at force in the region, so people began to question her sanity. And I think people were just awful to her and were trying to put this image of insanity on her. Uh, that tracks. Sounds like she was just poor and artistic. Yeah. Yeah. Not a crime. The yeah. Midwest, it's not a crime. And she lived with a man who was her partner, but not her husband or boyfriend. Oh, yeah. So Brutal. I think people probably were very skeptical of that. A single woman with a man. So we're going to get into a little bit of the hardships that hit the town. Um, it's at this point we have the first business failure in the county. They're in Jackson County. H.H. Uh, H. Price, local businessman, sold all of his businesses. He owned a lot in the area to a local lawyer. This affected a lot of people. A lot of people lost their jobs. Um, someone made a murder attempt on the treasurer of the local bank. Mm-hmm. They shot two shots and missed. Hit someone else. <laughs> um, You'd think they had practice from murdering all those people in childhood. Yeah, right? <laughs> You'd think they'd be a better shot. We've got Frank Coochman, unemployed railroad man. The I think there were a lot of those since there was nobody coming in. Mm. Uh, he tried to kill his wife when her and two friends had come out of a hat shop. Uh, he fired a lot of shots, did not kill his wife. He had been drinking. Um, that married couple, the 18-year-old and 16-year-old, they were... They said they, I thought it would just be her, they were tried with adultery. Apparently, the wife was found with someone else's husband in a very compromising position in the barn. <laughs> Spread eagle. I did see boobs in the movie Ooh, at this point. Boobies. So what were they like? Black and white boobies. <laughs> Damn. Um, We've got another man trying to kill his wife. Oh he my fired God, a lot. Of, this yeah, is so crazy. he fired a lot of shots. Oh. Did not hurt his and wife. And like this entire, all of the people being mentioned, they could all the entire town could fit inside like the Westlake High School Stadium. Like the all these people could watch a football game at once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is I could be pool. in a VR chat with all of these people at once. <laughs> this is the pool that we're drawing from. And I'd like to see some math on the amount. Of these stories versus the amount of people. Mm -hmm. Because, wow. It's just, like, just proportionally so much. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Um, we're back with Miss Pauline. At this point, it's newsworthy to mention that she's so poor, she's eating cattle feed. No, Pauline. I know. And then they take that opportunity to give an actual recipe that they read off in the movie of how to cook a sheep's head stew that's really troubling. That's a very troubling amount of poverty. It is. And it only gets worse. Uh, employees are refusing their wages being lowered, resulting in the shutdown of a lot of mills. So mm -hmm. what little industry they had left is gone. Hundreds are out of work. A lot of people are starving. Um, this really awful story of William Patch. He was dragged out of a mill pond. He was saved by these two servant girls. 
who were fighting to unionize for better treatment wages and hours. These were great women. They helped this man out of the kindness of their heart. They brought him to the house they were working at. They gave him food that they made, and we know food was scarce. And he shot and killed them, ransacked the place. And then finally feeling remorse for what he did, he waded into a pond and shot himself in the neck. He was 28 years old. Oh. It's just a town full of people with nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They made a note in the article that maybe you'll know what this means. They said he had the criminal ear thick and standing out from the head. I do know what that means. I'm glad you you asked. (laughs) (laughs) I can't explain. So in this time phrenology was extremely popular and the idea that physical characteristics indicate moral character and personality characteristics so there was like a specific look that they that these like completely fucked up racist scientists Mm. created to like indicate like someone who was just incurably criminal like, it's, like, baked into their very being. Um, and these features are sort of, apparently, the original design of Nosferatu, you know, the vampire mm-hmm. that's, like, got, like, the super long fingers and yeah, <laughs> really, like, he's my favorite Dracula. <laughs> very pointy. Me too. Because nobody can get close to his charisma. His features are, like, the exaggerated features of, like, the criminal face. Oh... So we're back talking about Paulina. They claim that she's hearing voices in her head that she believed were the spirit world communicating with her. Mm -hmm. So her friend Edgar made his own Ouija board Mm -hmm. to communicate with those spirits. Unfortunately, their house was falling apart. They had an awful leak in the roof. So he stole some bags of cement so that they would have a roof over their heads he got caught, and they both had to go to trial. This is some lame shit going to trial for stealing concrete to put a yeah. roof over your head. But also, I don't know that concrete is the best material to go. I for a roof. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a top heavy <laughs> sense establishment. To <laughs> but apparently, the voices in her head and her quote Catholic conspiracies mm. led her to be declared insane. And she was sent to the local asylum. Mm, that shit is revolving door at this point. Everybody goes. If you haven't been, who are you? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they interviewed in the late 90s, the local nursing home, full of these old as hell Wisconsins who knew of her, who their family met her. They heard stories growing up. They saw her. So that was pretty, pretty interesting. And then they show footage This local, it looks like a men's club, just old white guys who live there were singing the national anthem to the nursing home, Mm -hmm. and not a single old person there wanted it. (laughs) Oh, every single one of them. Hands buried in their heads, just miserable. And I loved it. So we've got our last (laughs) season, Trouble with Old People and Their Amorous Desires. We've got a horrifying discovery. Amorous, yes. We've got a horrifying discovery, ghosts, and more news of Mary Sweeney and Pauline Lamond. 
Okay, incredible headlines. Let's get mm-hmm. into the meat. So we've got um, the body of William P., a farmer found hanging from a tree, said to be suicide due to a woman refusing to be his third wife. Uh- <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greedy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Okay, keep <laughs> We've going. We've got... This is just kind of disgusting. I think they included it because it speaks to the times. Silas Marshall, age 64, marries Mary Martin, age 14. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Bride attending public school there. <laughs> Bride mm. on on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, now she can sign her own permission slips. So there was a case where they dug up a previously buried body. I don't know why, but when they dug it up and opened the casket, they found that the person had been buried alive. And <laughs> that they like ate their fingers off. Ate their fingers off? They like bit them off somehow. Well, maybe they were better off buried down there. Jeez. Safer there. That's fucked up. And they started a cemetery improvement society after that to prevent people being buried alive, (laughs) I guess. There's a lot of cases of cemeteries in this area where there's a lot of unmarked graves, a lot of people moved around. They just don't treat their dead or alive very well, I guess. Right. We've got a father... Found on the side of the road, attempted suicide via razor to the throat. Yike. Cause of su- attempted suicide said to be fear of growing old. <laughs> mm. TikTok. <laughs> Ugh. Gotta get off that app. <laughs> Those kids are so fucking terrified of getting older. It is so weird. And everyone keeps posting videos and being like... Being like, I'm 37. It doesn't get better. And I'm oh like, my oh my god. Get a Jesus. grip. Yeah. Fuck Grow off. Grow up. Seriously. <laughs> I can watch as much Goosebumps as I want. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. You you start to have control over your fucking circumstances when you grow up. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, we've got a woman, Polly, age 62, who truly believed it wouldn't get better. Uh, mm. She had a back sore. That she believed would kill her, so she doused her clothes in gasoline and set herself on fire. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got a man, Ludwig, who went to profess his love to a woman at her home. She denied his affections. He looked himself in the mirror and shot himself when she denied him. Damn. I wonder if the women of this town just, like, knew that if they denied someone that they were basically signing their death warrant. And I love that that didn't affect their choices. I love that. Because it really shouldn't. (laughs) I agree. They have a little bit in the articles talking about a man lacrosse agitated by alleged ghosts. They didn't really get into detail. So it seems, I mean, there's gotta be a million Mm. at this point. Mm -hmm. Our last bit from Mary Sweeney. On her tour. She... (laughs) How is that old so-and-so? I'm so confused by her tour. Apparently, she's having conversations with law enforcement. Uh And she is getting train rides from them. And she demanded a seat on a certain train. She waited at the station. When they didn't comply, 
she broke all of the windows. <laughs> then she was admitted to the asylum uh-huh. and said she didn't belong there. And we've got no further news from her, so I'm assuming they probably killed her at the asylum. I feel like folk songs should be written about Mary Sweeney. I'm agreeing. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Oh, Mary Sweeney, Mary Sweeney, she (laughs) broke my windows every Saturday. Mary Sweeney, won't you come, Mary Sweeney, won't you come? My lover turned me down and I shot myself and I drowned my children in the river. Oh, the song of Black River Falls. What a terrible time. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted Wisconsin things. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Mary Sweeney, won't she come? Mary Sweeney, won't she come?